0: Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group, and our guest today is, our esteemed guest is George Elman, the CEO and publisher of Austin's own Tribeza Magazine. Welcome to the show, George.
1: AJ, thank you for having me today. It's a pleasure.
0: For those, yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining us. So for those who aren't aware, who have been in Austin maybe a, a few months or, or not, Tribeza is, I would say, the definitive Austin Glossy Magazine for all things uh, on the horizon and eventful in the city. The magazine was founded in 2001, um, and the official tagline is is Austin's leading locally owned arts, culture, and lifestyle magazine covering the arts, fashion, architecture, design, music, community, events, and cuisine. And I know you have special issues in all those categories, but um, before we get to the magazine, I wanna just ask George, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty well, given the overall circumstances. Uh, Mm -hmm. Managed to stay healthy. To my knowledge, I have not had COVID-19. I have been tested once uh, right before Thanksgiving when I was going to see, you know, some family members and just wanted to be doubly sure because I had taken a little trip to Mexico for a few days. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, gave it a few days to uh, see what might happen and then got the test and thankfully it was negative. Uh, so otherwise, uh, hanging in there. Very good. Very good. Uh, let's get to it with
0: the magazine. What's yeah, you know, we're almost at they, they I can't believe it but, well, we were at the end of the year. Uh, we're recording this on december sixteenth. What has uh, been the impact of covid nineteen on, on the magazine, both the sort of the operational side, just internally your' day to day?
1: Yeah, well, on our day to day, I mean, we're really all everyone is working from home. Uh, we do have a small office that we keep in central Austin. Uh, but since, COVID started in March. Everybody's been working from home. Uh, We do get together, you know, for a few days when we're putting together one of our print magazines, just because we have to print out copies of the draft and go through it with, you know, pen and pencil and mark corrections and things like that. But otherwise, for safety reasons, you know, people are working from home and we work virtually and use Zoom quite a bit and uh, our other conference call system. and so operationally though, we've, we've managed to make that work. Uh, financially, from a revenue side, COVID has taken a pretty big sting out of, uh, or inflicted a big sting. Probably, we're probably down almost 50% on our revenue. And uh, we had to cut out you know, four issues of the magazine this year. So instead of doing our normal 12, we're only producing eight magazines in uh, 2020. And actually, all of those magazines have now been produced our uh, November-December issue, which is Arts and People, is out on the stands right now. And it's always hard. People are all busy trying to wrap up the year, but operationally, we're already on 2021. Mm-hmm. because we're, we're very busy today and tomorrow working on our January 2021 issue, which we have to send those files to the printer later this week so the printer can have it on the stands You know, January 1st, 2nd, or 3rd, right in there.
0: Yeah, I should mention, too, for those who, again, aren't familiar with Tri-Vesa, it you know, I've always been interested in this, right? Your model, your revenue model is, is more ad sales, right? Because the magazine itself, it's, it's. I mean, I, I get it. I get it at the shops uh, that I've frequented. You know, you'll, you'll see it at certain HEBs, certainly yes. on 2nd Street. Uh, yes. or on there. And, yeah, I always, I always, you know, just want to grab a copy, right? So yes. it's free to the public. But you have subscription, yeah, for those who are out of town, Austinites who left and want to taste at home, you can you can you have subscription services as well. yeah, we have a
1: we have a small group of subscribers. It's a little under two hundred people. Um, and those are primarily Austinites actually that uh, just want to be sure that they get the latest issue delivered to their mailbox. They don't want to have to find it. and our subscriptions have grown this summer and fall just because people are not getting out to you know the stores and shops that they used to go to. Um, and we have scaled back our free distribution you know because some of the places just aren't open mm-hmm. and uh, some of the hotels are not needing as many because as many tourists are not coming to town so we now uh, the last two issues we've put 5,000 of them in the mail um, and that is a and not to any one particular zip code we've tried to spread it out so that there's a little love going around all around Austin.
0: Yeah and then you're online as well and I know that's been uh, a wing or these are or a wing of the of the, of the magazine that y'all have been building on the last several years.
1: Yes, yeah, so the last couple of years, we've really invested in growing our online presence. All of the stories from each issue are online, and then you know every week we probably publish two or three more stories just to have incremental content online and try to keep it fresh about you know things that we see popping up around town during the month that we couldn't get into the physical print issue. Mm-hmm. So that totally happens, yes.
0: And so switching to just the the practicality of your event, you know, your magazine covers a range of, of topics. Um, but a lot of it centers around things happening in the world, yes. right? So this yeah. year, a lot of things weren't happening. And, I mean, obviously, I've seen, your, I've seen the last couple of years, your magazine, y'all, have made it work. But just what was that like realizing, you know, normally, you know, there's the spring gala season, summer events, fall yeah. gala season. None of those things are going on. Oh, oh they happen all by and large all virtually, but all the the event season, if you will, or Austin event season didn't happen.
1: And yeah, most definitely.
0: Yeah. All the, the parties, all the happy yeah, all those things that I always look for page whenever page five, wherever it's on it, who's
1: yeah. <laughs> who's tagged yeah. the photos, right? Pages have gone uh, way down. Uh, you know, like you said, we would have, you know, four, or five or six pages of events and photography for people going to different events and celebrating uh all kinds of things and so yeah that's all gone away my social calendar has gone away and uh it's been a very different uh, world but uh you know we've tried to you know make lemonade out of lemons and it just gives us a few extra pages that we can focus on you know people that are doing real things in the community that are giving back you know whether it's our first responders or people helping uh, other people in the community that uh, may need a little extra help that aren't as fortunate as others. And we've got so many people that have been giving back. And so, you know, we've kind of focused a little bit on that with some of our extra pages. And uh, in the meantime, still, you know, just because there aren't the events to go to, there's still great people in Austin doing great things around fashion and art and architecture and, you know, Making a difference in their neighborhood, and so uh, there's no lack of things to cover in Austin. So that's very Washington.
0: good. That, that's very true. That's very true. Um, I should mention too. So you're, uh, you have an anniversary coming up for the magazine. You're when, when in March were you founded? You're founded again in March 2001.
1: 2001. So this year was going to be our 20 year anniversary. It's very very exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah, and hopefully, uh, i feel uh, proud
1: that we're still uh, living and breathing after this year Yeah <laughs> <laughs> to our revenue, but. You know, and then honestly, we have to have a shout out and a thank you to uh, U.S. taxpayers and the government because the, the PPP funding uh, really made a difference to Tribesa and, you know, my ability to keep our little team together, you know, because otherwise, you know, they may have scattered to the wind and I don't know how easily I could have brought them all back together, you know, to, to, to work on issues that are so spread out. So, uh, you know, that made a big difference for us. So it was very critical.
0: 20 years. I remember. I think I, I moved back to Austin in 2008, and uh, Tribes was one of the first magazines I yeah, I saw. And at, and at the time, there have always been a several floating around. I think right now you exist, y'all, as just a true local one, I mean, Austin Monthly. Um, but when I moved back to Austin, there were several. There have been several in that span, yeah. right? And let's talk about that, right? Because
1: several know, have come and gone.
0: Yeah, several have come and gone, and y'all y'all plug plug along the last 20 years, and I mean, what is it that you feel bias included about uh, why Tribesa's, uh longevity? What are you attributed to?
1: Yeah, well, as you said, many magazines have come and gone, and you know they've all been uh, made a good shot at it and a good try, and you know nothing disparaging about them. Although they certainly, you know, poke some needles in us a little bit. But uh, you know, I think what has enabled Tribeza to Hang in there. Is that we have always stayed so true to our mission and focused on on the on the foundation of what really makes uh, Austin Austin. While at the same, and we 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 try not to leave people behind, but at the same time, we are taking a look at those people that are coming into Austin and continuing to help make Austin Austin rather than change it too dramatically. Mm-hmm. And we've really focused on that.
0: What do you you know? I I remember some of my favorite events the last, last this last nineteen years last twenty years has been uh, your like, fashion week issues. Well, the issue, but also just the events you put on around it. I remember, right. that, I I distinctly remember the one y'all did at the Blanton, the Blanton, the Bob Bullock Museum. Yes, uh, that might have been your ten year. Yes,
1: well, we had uh, we did two years in a row. We took advantage of the great space at the uh, the uh, Blanton. Oh.
0: Yeah. Bullock, the Bullock. I I a It's across the street, but the. That's right. The, and we love the Blanton Museum, is what the Blanton Museum.
1: Yeah, so I love the Blanton Museum and everything they're doing. But yes, the, the Bob Bullock was the 10 year one, and uh, that was great in 2010. And then we did it there again in 2011, because we had a great partnership with them and their marketing folks. And uh, it was just a beautiful space to convert that big lobby and have a big long runway. We had a 60 foot runway, and those were pretty big shows back in the day. No. I mean, we'd have um, sort of 90 to 100 looks going down the runway, and we'd have 24 to 26 models, you know, and, um, the, and we'd have 400 people come in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's, it's tough that that show has sort of shrank, and it was very disappointing not to be able to do it this year. That was, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was, it was weird not doing that in September.
0: Mm,
1: well, you know, we'll see what, we'll see what the 21 rings
0: and by 22, by 2022, definitely. Um, what, so looking back, what are some of the moments you're, you're most proud of in the magazine's history? Oh, wow. Um, top three, how about that? Let's see top three, because I know it could be a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think as you say, I mean, some of our, our biggest accomplishments have been those style weeks. And, uh, and and producing those because those are pretty big, busy events with a lot of moving parts and a lot of logistics. And uh, you know, we've had years where we've made five or ten thousand dollars on that week, and then we've had other years where we've lost five thousand dollars. So uh, you just never quite know how it's going to go. But um, it's just uh, a great reward to produce them and bring the community together and showcase all the things that Austin is doing around uh, fashion and style. And it's not just about fashion, it's about, you know, how does Austin produce its own sense of style? And that's kind of what that show and that week is meant to showcase. Uh, The other thing I'm very proud of is that, you know, we've expanded our events to include uh, interior designers and with our annual interiors tour, which again would you know normally be in January. And unfortunately, we don't feel we can produce that this year because, so much of it is, is about going into the homes and actually experiencing uh, the interior design and seeing it firsthand. So this year we're doing uh, an expanded coverage in the magazine, and then we're gonna do some video clips and, and just make it a bigger uh, digital production, but it's not gonna be a digital show. And that's been very, very successful for tribeza in the past. So we hope we'll, we'll drive some good participation and website visibility for that. Um, so that, and then just, you know, being around for 20 years, I think is yes. the best accomplishment. Again, I, and then, like I said, I mean, there've been
0: several, several contenders and they've come and gone, they're well financed too. And yes. it was, it was, it was not lack of money. So you know, y'all have, y'all have a special thing there. And, you know, as we look to the next 20 years, you know, we know, you, you know, well, the growth that Austin's had the time you've been here with the magazine. And where it's going as we see in the news today with uh, you know, Oracle, uh, companies moving here, tech companies, other companies moving here, and the people have always kind of come to Austin regardless of this, you know, over since our city was founded. Where do you see as Austin continues to develop on to the trajectory? It's all uh, moving almost to the top 10 city status mm-hmm. there by, by population and then just economic might. Where do you see the magazine going? Uh, and just maintaining what that special thing is for Austin, but also navigating the, the growth of the city.
1: Right. Well, I just I mean, I think it just couldn't be I think this is one of the most exciting times I've seen in Austin right now. Um, you know, I think with the arrival of Tesla. Yes. Um, Thank you. That went too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know that's a big deal, but I think that what also makes Tesla interesting and such a big deal is one that they are here and they chose austin and i think they're going to have a tremendous impact but part of that impact is going to be all the other people that want to come to austin or need to be in austin because of tesla and i think that's going to really build a very interesting community of people that's diverse and forward thinking and technology oriented and community oriented and passionate about what they're doing because there's no doubt that the tesla brand uh is is unique and you know when people buy those cars or buy those products you know they are bought in and they're loyal and they're passionate about it um and so um i'm excited i think we're going to see more growth in austin over the next five years than we've seen in the last 10. i would
0: agree and go ahead so i'm
1: excited for tribeza uh, to you know, continue to tell the stories of how things are evolving, how people are coping, and how people are continuing to make Austin unique and special. You know, and I think that's one of the things that sets uh, TriBeza apart. And uh, I just hope that we can regain our footing from an advertising perspective. We've been uh, so lucky to have so many realtors continue to believe in TriBeza and the TriBeza brand. And now I just hope that as we come out of COVID in the spring of 2021 that we can get many of our non-real estate advertisers to come back and believe in the Tribeza brand. And just want to make sure that it, it it's there for them. Great. Well definitely
0: send us your uh the ad deck so we can check it out. Okay, <laughs> I will. I will. you from that. And then I want to close just with your, your top three Austin places, you know, this last year, places that um, you know all businesses have local and otherwise have gone to have had have been impacted by COVID, but are there are places that um, particularly you want to highlight top you know your three restaurants uh shops whatever or whatnot that you really have enjoyed uh, and that have sustained through all this
1: oh wow that is just so hard to get it down to three
0: let's do five what about five
1: i mean uh you know and i think there's a difference between you know, I have so many restaurants that I enjoy going to on a regular basis. Of course, that's been, you know, greatly reduced and sort of shut down. Um, I've been particularly excited recently about the arrival of or, or the opening of the uh, new Commodore Perry, uh, which is a, an Aubert Soleil resort, uh, which is one of their only resorts in an urban environment. And that opened in June. And uh, that's been pretty exciting and dynamic new place for, uh, Austin. And that's both you know, restaurant, hotel, and so forth. Um, but, you know, beyond that, I have many old favorites, you know, right here in my neighborhood, uh, 34th Street Cafe and Gusto. And then I love going over to the East side and going to Justine's and Griselda's, uh, you know, so many people. And then, you know, downtown, I'm a little biased, but I love going to Commodore, yeah. uh, I'm biased because I happen to be an investor, but uh, (laughs) the cocktails are delicious and the food is amazing. And, you know, the architecture is just stunning. So, uh, yeah, I love that. And, um, you know, but, you know, there's more to Austin than just food. Mm -hmm. I have a 90-pound golden retriever and, you know, nothing beats, you know, running around Town Lake and a little stroll through Zilker Park um, when I just need a few minutes to contemplate how great Austin is. Love going up to the top of Mount Bonnell, checking out the view of you know, looking west and you know, the lake. So, uh, you know, we're lucky to have those types of special places and uh, lots of delicious places that we can retreat to for you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, George, uh, your, your, your comment on the views and me thinking too is one you should
0: check out uh, some auditorium shores, just that view right in front of the log center. Um, yeah. Right there, you see, I guess, uh, you see just the city right in your face, the skyline right across the river, you know, the Google building going up, all the other cranes in the sky. And that's the one thing with Austin too, I think it's special. I mean, I had this whole year, the cranes didn't stop. Maybe for like a week, wow. it was a one little gray week about, trying to figure out what the law was, but it, it didn't stop and it's not stopping.
1: It. Yeah, and the number of cranes that are popping up, it just seems like yeah. instead of stopping or retreating, more are going up. And that's a great reminder about over there at the Long Center in Butler Park, I love to go up onto that little hill Mm -hmm. where they have the uh, pictogram or whatever that is of you know the skyline of Austin, and you can sort of pick out these things. And I think they're going to need to update that soon. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, uh, buildings on the uh, on the horizon than there were when they started that.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, George, thank you for your time and all you and your team do with Tribez to to highlight Austin and its great people and and features. Uh, George Element is the CEO and publisher of Tribeza Magazine. You can check out their site, which is at www.tribeca.tribeca.com. Tribeca.com and they're uh, they are located in several you know, select retail locations around the city. And uh, check them out wherever you happen to be frequent. Take care. Thank you
1: so much, AJ. I really enjoyed the conversation.